I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Welcome to Finding the Floor. This is episode 46. And today I'm going to talk about Easter and my thoughts about Jesus Christ. Today, when this podcast airs, it'll be Good Friday. So happy Good Friday, everybody. And it is a special day that we think about what, at least among the Christian community, we think about what Christ did for us. So this week, I really have been thinking about this, listening to talks, reading scriptures, and just trying to get a sense of something that I could share with all of you. So about 25 years ago, which is kind of crazy to think about, I was able to go on a study abroad for the summer in Jerusalem. It was through Brigham Young University, and it was such an amazing experience. And I just loved being there. I loved learning all about where everything happened in the Bible and in the New Testament, and especially learning and seeing places they think that where Christ might have been and the remnant of the temple, the giant temple wall, and just experiencing that was amazing. And we traveled all over the area. So we lived by the Sea of Galilee for a couple weeks. We went to Jordan and we also went to Egypt and we climbed Mount Sinai in the middle of the night so we could be there when the sun rose in the morning, which was amazing. So I had a pretty incredible summer. And not only was it just amazing to see, but I also really worked on developing my understanding and my testimony of Jesus Christ. And I remember coming back and first of all, realizing there's a lot of things that I wanted out of my life, but also that there were a lot of things that I needed to change. At the very end of my time at during my study abroad, we, the Brigham Young University has this amazing, what they call the Jerusalem Center for Near Eastern Studies. And it is on the hill of Mount Olivet and it looks out over the city of Jerusalem. And it's just the view you have 
in like from just your apartments or your rooms in there or even the chapel that they have in there it's just it's just so so cool and amazing so the last night we were there a group of us decided we just wanted to stay up all night to enjoy each other and the time we've had there and then I remember walking out and deciding that I wanted to see the sunrise and so we actually went to the the so the back of the building looks out upon the <clears throat> Jerusalem and so we went out to the front because that's where the sun was going to be coming up and so we watched the sun come up and I will never forget as we're watching the sun, you know, I think the sun has already risen and this friend of mine, we're just chatting just about our whole experience. And then we see this shepherd, like literally this person, I think it was a guy and he had uh, just this small herd of sheep and he's just walking by us and there's this area that he's walking by and there's like a fence dividing the area and so they were on the one side of the fence and then there was an opening in the fence and then they went through that opening and went on the other side of the fence so they could continue on this road Otherwise, they would just get cut off because the fence just stopped. And so I'm just watching this kind of just amazed, you know, as you're, I've experienced this whole summer talking about Jesus Christ being the shepherd. And then I see an actual shepherd. And anyway, I'm watching and I noticed that one of the sheep, and they're just small, just didn't notice that everyone went through this opening and it was more of like a chain link fence so they you could totally see the herd on the other side so this little sheep was just walking along at, with everybody but on the other side of the fence kind of not realizing that he had missed going through the opening to get to the other side and so everybody's able to move on at one point and then there's a sheep that's just stuck my friend and I are just watching this and it's just so cool because the sheep is bleeding and you see right away the shepherd just turns around and realizes what happens and goes back and gets the sheep and it's like the parable of the lost sheep have has come to life at the end of my trip in Jerusalem. And sometimes I think back and I'm like, but did that really happen? Is that a dream? And it was funny. I was trying to like go on Google Earth to see if I could like, if the area is still the same, like if I could see that same fence and I couldn't quite figure out how to get there and it's funny it did, was that real was that a dream I'm pretty sure it was real and what I just loved about that image is that right away 
you know, he went to help save this sheep. And I think of, I think of our Savior and his willingness to be not only the shepherd, but then the lamb that gets sacrificed for all of us. He's kind of willing to help us wherever we are. And I think sometimes we don't realize the effects of all he has done for us. And there's a lot of things that we probably don't even, we can't comprehend or we just don't comprehend right now. And there's a lot of things that we just might take for granted. And I think there's so many people in the world that may or may not believe in Jesus Christ, but that they're still blessed by everything that's happened. And I found this talk by Kyle S. McKay called There Must Needs Be a Christ given at BYU. It's one of the BYU speeches that I found really stunning and significant as he lists a few of the reasons that why we need a Christ. And so I'm just, there were more than I'm going to list, but there's just a couple things that I think are very significant. And so one thing he pointed out was if, if there be no Christ, there is no healing. He made the point that time really doesn't heal all wounds. Christ is able to heal our wounds through time. And he says, faith in Christ accelerates and magnifies all healing. And then he said, if there were no Christ, there could be no change or no choice. Which is really kind of hard to comprehend. And I talk so much and I've learned so much here about being able to change and grow and progress and like learn and just the idea that if he hadn't come, we wouldn't be able to do that. And then the other thing that I found very significant was that no wrong could be undone. Unfairness would perpetuate itself in an unending circle. And... The thing is, there's so many hard things that happen in this world that seem unfair. So it seems like, well, there's a lot of unfair things that are happening. And if you combine all the things, these three things that I mentioned, where you have something unfair that happens, but that you're able to heal and change if that happens because of Christ. And even if you don't even believe in Christ, I feel like you still can access that power because you may have this willingness to change. Call it the universe or whatever you believe in, you're still accessing that power. And I'm briefly going to mention, we had something really quite horrible that happened to my sister-in-law 
about three years ago. She was killed by an ex-boyfriend and that was so unjust and unfair. And there were a lot of really hard things that happened before and that is still happening. And how do you really move on or heal? And for me, there was a few days just right after we found out that this happened and I just was racked with so many thoughts and feelings and wishes and so many things that I didn't realize I didn't know that I wish I could have helped and just so many things. And I had a friend of mine who I mentioned some of these things to and she said something so simple saying, you know, God's not wanting you to feel this way. And just holding on to that thought, letting go of all the other things that I couldn't do, and then realizing that because of Jesus Christ and his resurrection, that we will all live again and that we will see Miriam again and that somehow this awful thing will be made just. And there are so many other awful things that happen in the world. And that the only way that we really can heal is grabbing hold of this idea that somehow Christ makes it better. It's so hard to even comprehend. I mean, I think about how it's just unfair that my mom didn't get to stick around for another 10, 15 years because of cancer or it's so unfair we just had some young man from our high school who was in a car accident who passed away and I mean you can be overwhelmed by it all Christ has put these wonderful promises in place so that we don't have to be overwhelmed and overcome by all of the unjust and unfair things that because he overcame death we do not have to fear that death is the end and that everybody is given the gift to live again Ooh, sorry for getting so emotional and I really don't like talking <laughs> about Nate's sister because it's so hard and but I I know that I've been able to grow and 
move on because of what Christ did of his atonement. And I think it's so easy that we take for granted just being on the earth and living our lives and distracted by day-to-day concerns that we don't realize really what he has done for us and what it all means. I love this quote by President Gordon B. Hinckley, who was a prophet and president of our church in the early 2000s. And he said, and this was interesting because it was a address given at Christmas time, but he said, we honor his birth, but without his death, that birth would have been but one more birth. It was the redemption which he worked out in the Garden of Gethsemane and upon the cross of Calvary, which made his gift immortal, universal, and everlasting. His was a great atonement for the sins of all mankind. He was the resurrection and the life, the first fruits of them that slept. Because of him, all men will be raised from the grave. Now, when I was in Jerusalem, there was a favorite spot that I love to go. It was this English garden that a group, I can't remember what faith it was, but they believed that was where Jesus Christ's tomb was. And it's interesting as you go about the Holy Land, there's lots of different places where they think certain things happen. So usually there will be multiple churches that have a site somewhere saying, well, this is where Christ was crucified, or this is where he was buried, or this is. And so we would go to all of them. But this one was my favorite because it was just this very serene garden. And then it had like this tomb, which was almost the the side of this rock, this mountain, this small mountain. And in the side of this rock was a tomb, which they said would have been probably like the tomb where Christ was buried. But what I loved about when I initially went through the tour with the guides is at the very end, they said, we're not here to try to prove that this is where Christ rose from the dead. Because Christ isn't here. We're here to just testify of him. Because he is not here. He is risen. And I just loved that. And maybe that's why I loved being there. Sometimes we'd go there like on Sundays and just read and contemplate. They had like benches and it was just such a beautiful place. And... Really, that's the whole point, is that he is risen. He has overcome death, and he has also paid the price for all our sins. So, to all of you on this Easter weekend, I hope that you will take a moment to really comprehend what he has done for us. That we can change 
that we can be healed, that somehow unfairness will all be made up, and that we also can forgive and let go of just so many hard things that can happen and continue on our way. I love this scripture. It kind of talks about what I've been mentioning that we really don't understand all the real significance of Christ coming down and having that promise fulfilled that he would be the Messiah. And this is from the Book of Mormon in chapter 2 of Mosiah, verses 20 and 21. It says, I say unto you, my brethren, that if you should render all the thanks and praise which your whole soul has power to possess to that God who has created you and has kept and preserved you, and has caused that ye should rejoice, and has granted that ye should live in peace one with another. I say unto you that if ye should serve him who has created you from the beginning, and is preserving you from day to day by lending you breath, that ye may live and move and do according to your own will, and even supporting you from one moment to another. I say if ye should serve him with all your whole souls, yet ye would be unprofitable servants. And my point in sharing that scripture is just the part where it's like, is preserving you from day to day by lending you breath that ye may live and move and do according to your own will and even supporting you from one moment to another. It is an amazing gift, and I am eternally grateful for it. So I hope you can take the time this weekend to just ponder this wonderful gift of this Easter season. Okay, guys, have a great day. Thanks. Bye. you enjoyed today's episode if you have any questions come by findingthefloor.com where i will have show notes and links for anything i've mentioned today special thanks to seth johnson for creating and performing the theme music come back next week and thanks for listening 